Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 116 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, Josh Harrell, our media pastor. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Well, you have gone through the change. No. Changing bodies. I was just trying to mix it up. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Wow. That was like a deep, deep, like a, I don't, I don't don't know. Hey Shannon, how's it going? Every once in a while, I pull out like the <laughs> the movie trailer guy. <laughs> in a world, in a world where two people have do a podcast with five to seven minutes of host talk, <laughs> then we talk about why you're really here. And for five to se- five to seven minutes too long, they talk about <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> like we're doing right now. Ex- exactly. Anyway, uh, I'm going all right. How about yeah? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going good. I'm doing good. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. Um, so what do we wanna what do we wanna chat about as hosts? Anything? I don't have anything on my brain. I didn't watch the Grammys, did you? No. Well I mean it, not that I'm above it. I just I don't have cable television. I mean I could have watched I guess on Hulu or whatever, but Yeah. Um There's a lot of lame stuff that happened in the Grammys. I didn't watch it, I've just what what well what I don't know. Well, Harry Styles apparently beat Beyonce for album of the year, and a lot of people are upset about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I see something about Bonnie Raitt getting a, an award over like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and some of them? Who's that? Bonnie Raitt. She's she's um she's good. She's old school rock. Oh yeah yeah she did. Yeah. And Ozzy Osbourne won a oh, Grammy. Okay. Yeah. For like best rock album, so I need to go check that album out. Oh yeah, so yeah, she had an album called Just Like That, and um, yeah, yep, I'm, yeah, she's good. She's got an amazing voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, well, have you seen anything good on TV <laughs> lately? Because we're in this weird. That was weird. That was a clickety clack. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah. We're in a weird spot where neither of us watch basketball really. So there's Mm-mm. and the Super Bowl, we don't really watch professional football either. Mm-mm. So we're not, there's not really a sport we're talking about. Yeah, or no. been watching lately. So no. you been watching any good movies no. or TV lately? Oh well, I mean, yeah, I watch I watch like um, post-apocalyptic type shows all the time. You know, yeah. where everything's burning and and going down, and 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 I watch those kinds of things. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I like to I like to watch the human experience in those kinds of moments not really like for zombies or whatever like whatever but the actual like human condition like, yeah in, in how the, they respond and what do they do and mm, things like that so i like those i also like a lot of like trash reality tv <laughs> like there's there's not a survivor right now no okay it comes out the end of the month mm-hmm. yeah which honestly ever since they kind of went through like the cult like the culture shift of doing people they finally got to people my age mm-hmm. and now they want people younger than me <laughs> and i don't like the main culture of people younger than me <laughs> no offense to anyone who's no there's you meant the culture not the people i said culture yeah okay gotcha yeah yeah, yeah. and there's an offense meant there i mean i 
it's they're all whiny babies. <laughs> okay, old man Harold. <laughs> no, I, no, it's serious. Like, I mean, I I kind of know what you're saying because a lot of people say that about your generation. I know, and and, and you would say you're an outlier. Probably. I am an outlier of yeah. my generation. I, I would I would agree with that actually. Um, but so because you are Gen, I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I remember watching the last season of Survivor and they're presented with the opportunity to backstab somebody, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. Get them out. And someone was like, I'm worried about hurting their feelings. Yeah. And I'm like, dude. It's a game. You're playing for a million dollars. It's a game worth a million dollars. Like, <laughs> I've, I've told you before that if I ever get on Survivor, expect me to lie, cheat, and steal because it's a game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. Like, get over your like come on yeah like if you're gonna if you're gonna play you know uh mafia or one of those other kind of games at home on game night then you would also do it it's yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah. yeah riveting this is riveting riveting um podcast material we've got today yeah well i mean from a <laughs> uh job standpoint i'm looking at buying some new equipment uh yeah so yeah you are that's exciting yeah yeah. Uh, I, I love being able to improve the worship experience, not just in the auditorium, but all over the campus. Mm-hmm. And usually when we improve the campus, it allows us to move things over to help in other areas of the camp of the campus. So like uh, if I replace a computer in the auditorium, it'll it, it'll go to the kids building or somewhere else where we need a computer. Mm-hmm. It's not like we just put it in storage. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's we buy top of the line stuff for the auditorium so it can have a lifespan long enough to serve in many areas of the church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, you know, we, in regard to the church, there's some of the stuff that we have that you have oversight of that we have not replaced or, you know, since we started in 2019 Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. So, and it, some things are just in need of, of yeah. being replaced and moving on and bumping them up and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Even even <clears throat> if you buy like the most expensive computer, mm-hmm. it's got about a five year lifespan before software says it's time to move on. That's so crazy. I mean, it's what it is. But yeah, yeah. Gone are the days of the what light bulb you would have forever and ever and ever. Yeah. I mean, there are some there are some things that I can. Like this, the soundboard that we use to record the podcast, mm-hmm. it can literally be here until it doesn't work anymore. Right, you because know? it's so because it's it, a simple setup. It's a simple setup, and there's and there's nothing feeding into it or out of it that it just it just can be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, um, hey, let's jump into today's topic. How yeah, about that? yeah, host chat's not going great. <laughs> We've done some days, five. some days we're out of we're out of the world, and we're like, yeah. And other days it's like, I don't even know what we're gonna talk about. I yeah. don't even know. And we've hit our seven minutes. So, <laughs> so um, I, if someone was paying attention this past Sunday in our fourth week of the Romans eight series, they may have noticed that because uh, we're walking through this basically verse by verse. Um, I went from verse nineteen to verse twenty two, and I skipped over verse twenty and twenty one, not because. I didn't want to deal with the 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 verses or anything like that. It was really about time, and uh, we had communion Sunday, so I just jumped over them. And so what I thought I wanted to do today, because we just could not, there was no way I could give adequate time 
2 verse, uh, verses 20 and 21 of Romans chapter 8. So I wanted to talk about those today. So you can make sure that you preface that um, as whenever you put this out is, hey, here's two verses we didn't get to look at Sunday. So, yes. Anyway. So here's what Romans 8.20 says. Um, so it's in the midst of this um, uh, talking about present suffering and future glory. It's in the middle of this. So this will sound coming out of nowhere. So you just got to read it in context of, you know, go and get your Bible and look at this later. But verse 20 of Romans 8 says, For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. And then it kind of cuts off the sentence. So we'll stop there as well. Um, so, so creation was subjected to frustration and it was done so at the fall, at the fall of humanity, at the fall when everything started, you know, I, I mentioned like the snowball effect yeah. on Sunday. It's just like, since that time, things have not they have been degrading, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the word used here in uh, in verse 20 is this word frustration, which I think is a really good word. Um, I think it's one of the most plain examples of, of how, you know, whenever we think about our sufferings, their frustration, but even in regard to creation itself, it's in this place of frustration, which the second law of thermodynamics, right, in physics is the, the law of entropy, entropy which it's it's energy lost over time so you know that's also i, I can look in the mirror every morning and go entropy uh-huh. <laughs> but things don't stay in their constant state that, right. that's what entropy is they okay. deteriorate um they degenerate over time and so not just our bodies do that you right mm-hmm. but creation itself is in a state of entropy since the fall Yes. Right. Things are not the way they should have been. We are not living in Eden. Right. We're not in perfection. You, um, that also is not Eden. You sure? <laughs> no, that's in Athens, Georgia. Oh well, okay. The center of the universe. Yeah. Um, Adam and Eve, they lived in perfect, a perfect, sinless world. Think about this, Josh. I mean, it's like duh, but then again, I don't know if we stop and think about this. Adam and Eve were the only two human beings whoever lived on this planet that know what a sinless perfect world is like world not just them as people like the perfection of creation and they thought they could make it better (laughs) i want to know more he didn't really say this can't be perfect yeah and so the world that you that we live in, it's in a world that has been corrupted by the influence of sin. With entropy. <laughs> That's right. It's it's brought every kind of problem along with it. Yeah. So this is what we live in. So frustration is a is a perfect word that Paul mm-hmm. uses to talk about this. The creation was subjected to frustration. Mm-hmm. Um God said to Adam in Genesis 3, I don't remember the, the verse exactly. I don't have it in front of me. But he said, the ground that you walk on is now cursed. Um, the ground that is underneath the earth that I've created is now cursed because mm-hmm. of your choice. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to have to work that ground. Yep. Yeah. And if you've um, ever walked through a field barefoot, <laughs> you know there are stickers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so frustration. I mean, that's frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now this is something I did 
I think I, I think I touched on it a little bit on Sunday, um, but I wanted to go into it a bit more. I did talk about this a little bit. Um, is talking about frustration? Yeah. Is the whole why do bad things happen? Why is the earth in a state of frustration? Why are people in this place of entropy and frustration? Why are things bad? Why? If God is good, then why are things bad? Mm. And, I mean, that's the question. That is a huge question. That's the question. Yeah. And the short answer to why do bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. okay, um, the very short answer is there are no good people. I think we talked about this before. I, I think it yeah. came up recently as like, you know, it was we were talking about living in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. as you live in the Holy Spirit, bad things still happen to you. So yeah. Bring, so even like, because people like early on in their faith walk, I mean, I, I was guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. You think things will get better because you get closer to God. Yeah. Overall, and yeah. that and that and that's the whole prosperity gospel. Isn't yeah, it? and it's funny. Like you don't have to be taught that. You just kind of assume that because that's kind of what the world teaches. As because you you attach yourself to something successful, you probably as you mm. assume you will be successful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the goodness you attach yourself to the goodness of God. Human brain goes everything's going to be better. Everything will be good because yeah. God's good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not right. true. Right. So why do bad things happen to good people? Well, short answer, there are no good people. Um, I mean, Romans tells us all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Like we, everyone has sinned. Yeah. Um, so, so then, you know, if we were having this conversation, the question might be, okay, all right then, all have sinned. Why do bad things happen at all if God is good? So just take the people out. If yeah. God is good, why do bad things happen? And the short answer to that is free will, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we talk about quite a bit. Yes. It's a reality, right? So his great love for us is expressed in, in a lot of ways, but one of the key ways it is expressed is through the fact that he gave us free will. Mm-hmm. We choose him. That is an act of love on his part. You know, mm-hmm. so that we are not mindless robots yeah. just walking around going, God is great. You know, mm-hmm. um, that was my robot voice. Um, <laughs> right. But, but we have the free will to choose him, to choose to love him, to choose to surrender to him, to follow him, all these things. And so if, you know, this is, we're not going to go on some great philosophical deep dive on this, but God is still good, even though humanity makes stupid decisions. Yeah. Okay. And I did a little math. We've been making stu- stupid decisions since the beginning of time. Yeah. All right. You and know how many stupid decisions have been made? <laughs> no, I do not know that one. No. Um, we've been, which I, it seems like this number would be bigger, but we've been making stupid decisions for 157 generations. Now, not years, Generations and a generation is considered 25 years. Okay, I was about to ask that. So we've been making stupid decisions for 157 generations. There were 76 generations from Adam to Jesus, mm-hmm. and there are roughly 81 generations from the time of Jesus to today. Yeah. So that's 157 generations of bad decisions. Wow. And they just keep going and going and going. That's great. Right? It, it seems so like it should be. Why longer. do bad things happen? 
157 generations of bad decisions. (laughs) But God is still good. God is still good. And this is the whole, all all that part is, first of all, there's not like a really, you can't really tie that up neatly. So that's, it wasn't really, I didn't have any of that stuff at a place where I felt like it was message material, you know. But um, this is the frustration that Paul is talking about in verse 20, that creation was subjected to frustration. And whether, even though he's talking about creation, people have a part to play in that. The mm-hmm. reason creation is frustrated is because of the choices that people made. Mm. Mm. Adam and Eve. Yeah. So <clears throat> creator's still good, creation bad. Yes. Right. 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 So so verse twenty tells us that creation was subject subjected to frustration at the fall. And and part of that is that the present creation is in that state of entropy, that, that state of, of degenerating. Um but it's not always going to be that way, which is what verse 21 starts to shine the light on. Verse 21 says that the creation itself will be liberated. So, you know, we talk about how we are liberated. People. Yes. yes. People will be liberated. People who accept Jesus will have salvation. And not only is there, are they made new in their spirit, but even their bodies will. Mm-hmm. So verse 21 says not only, not only that, but creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. So these are together, creation and the children of God. Um, we read about the, in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13, it says, um, But in keeping with his promise, God's promise, in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, where righteousness dwells. Mm. Um, and so there's this, all this imagery. We talked about some of this in staff meeting. Uh, yesterday, Ju- uh, Justin did our devotional on staff, and, and he shared with, uh, I asked him to share what he had, what he's, uh, the high school students are talking about, and they're talking about heaven. Yeah. Um, which is just fantastic. And it's just amazing how, you know what they were talking about in regard to heaven and the future heaven and what that looks like and what will it be like and how our conversation about the glory of God on Sunday Mm -hmm. morning how they all lined up um but there's all this imagery and language in the scriptures in Old Testament and New Testament about this new heaven and new earth so yes there's frustration now but there is a future glory and not just for people but for the creation itself um couple of passages I want to share with you. So Isaiah chapter 65, uh, verse 17, starting in verse 17, we'll read uh, 17 through 19. So this is talk, this is this language of the, of the new heaven and the new earth. Um, so not just heaven, but earth. Yeah. See, uh, see, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But this is Isaiah, okay? So this is a prophetic word. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. So here you see this this prophetic word um, from, the, from the prophet Isaiah about Jerusalem and the people, um, Jerusalem city, 
and Jerusalem the people, like Israel the people. So there is this new heaven, new earth, and there is this, yes, there's a frustration, but there is a promise of future glory where God does the restoration to all that's been broken down, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I already read Second Peter 3, um, that we look forward to a new heaven and a new earth, right? And And it's about... And it's the place where righteousness, the righteousness of God is present, right? No longer does sin rule, does does entropy have an effect, like no more. And then in Revelation 21, uh, verse 1, um, John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Right? It is... It is um, it's it's dying there is a there is a frustration in the world there's a frustration in our bodies um and it's that present suffering that paul writes about in romans 8 but there is a future glory to come and so in the process of us living in this time it's not doom and gloom it's while we are here we have a a responsibility to play and and i love the fact that justin was talking to the students about that is like yeah we don't just want to talk about heaven and the someday yeah but the fact that that we live in a time where we have an opportunity to share that these promises these this hope mm-hmm. with people yeah so that they too can can be a part of what is to come Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the role we have. Um, but I also know it's a word for those who find themselves in a place like when I when I uttered the words suffering on Sunday and even now in this episode, like I know a lot of people immediately go, yeah, I'm suffering. Mm-hmm. I'm suffering. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it looks like a lot of different things. Um, and it's suffering in themselves or suffering on behalf of someone else. I mean, and so <clears throat> I, I say that because um, I, I want people to hear this word. I'm going to talk much more about this particular aspect uh, this coming Sunday. Um, again, I kind of briefly mentioned something this past week about how we can take some scriptures out of context and just whack people over the head with them. Proof texting. Yeah. And, and, and not even, not even intentionally so, but my goodness. And some of these, some of these verses that we look at in regard to the suffering that people deal with and God's goodness can sometimes be delivered in such a way where it's just like, get over it. Yeah. Like, and, and, and as if God does not care that, that Jesus Christ, that even the Holy Spirit who groans on behalf of, for, of you to mm-hmm. God when you don't know what to pray. Yeah. Why? No, God's not saying get over it. God's not saying he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like in our suffering, God understands that. Like Jesus gave his life for that. The Holy Spirit is within us that is, I mean, think about this. The Holy Spirit is even more aware of our suffering than we are. And, and often we're very acutely aware of how yeah. we feel. Yeah. You know, so the whole point of that is God is present with us, but there is an aspect of I'm made for something more than this. Um, and so, but I'm in this, mm-hmm. so I'm going to, I'm going to live in this and I'm going to live in this with purpose and I'm yes. going to live in this. And I mean this, like our life, this time that we're here, I'm going to live in this with purpose. I'm going to share what I know to be truth. I'm going to share it as a parent, mm-hmm. as a pastor, as a friend, as a neighbor. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to live this out because none of us, we we all are in entropy. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, all I did was lead a tennis practice yesterday and I'm today like, oh, I'm sore, you know, like, oh, entropy. Yeah. (laughs) Just the fact that I have gout. Those (laughs) days. Physics sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Gout. What, what did I say Sunday? Like uh, gravity and carbohydrates, just they're just they're just waging war. Yeah. <laughs> just waging war on us. They're a good team. <laughs> and salt for you, I guess. Is that what gout? No. What is uh, what triggers gout? It's called the rich man's disease. <laughs> of course it is. Because you eat like it's, it's too rich your food or something. Your food's too rich, so like a lot of red meat, <laughs> like shellfish. Yeah. Like. It, mm. Like royalty used to suffer from gout because of their <laughs> diets, right? A lot of steak, a lot uh-huh. of a lot of fit or shellfish, and a lot gotcha. of beer. So if you if you have a, a gout flare up, it's you got to go to the store and you need to get some Vienna sausage and um, a Mister Pib extra or Mountain Dew. I don't know. No, caffeine's bad for it too. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, all right, Kool Aid. Usually, I drink a so, like let's say we're we're going to Salty Snapper because it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will take gout medicine before <laughs> I go because I'm gonna get shrimp. Oh, I just love and the it, fact, the rich man's disease. Yes. That's just. I mean, that's how it's been described to me. You get it from a, a overly rich diet or genetics. And my dad's like, I've never dealt with that. I think he's dealt with it. Uh, yeah, he just didn't know it. But um, oh my goodness! But yeah, entropy, right? Yeah, entropy. So there we go. Um, so the whole point of this is that you know, one, there will be a day when when everything is set, reset. There is mm-hmm. a new creation. There is a new earth, and we are part of that as people. Like we, yes, we have as believers now our spirit. You know, we are a new creation. But but there will be a day when even our bodies will be made new. And the heavens will be new, and the earth will be new, and and we will live in this. I mean, I'm at a loss, but in a relationship with God in yeah. such a way that is indescribable. Um, how often do you read like scriptures and that you've read dozens <laughs> of times? Yeah, and then you go, hold on a minute, all the time. Well, yeah. More often as a pastor than than just as a when yeah. I was just you know doing my thing with yeah. tennis and, yeah, and yeah. a Christian because so, I'm kind of looking for those things. Yeah, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah. So the I've grown up Baptist. You read Romans a lot. Mm-hmm. Like Romans is a big deal. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've read most of these verses, and usually the three points come from the other verses that are used to support the verses in Romans. So I've mm-hmm. read all mm-hmm. these verses before. And it always talks about new heaven and new earth. Mm-hmm. And you've always been, yeah, of course, earth's terrible. New <laughs> earth, right? And then this time you go, not even heaven is good enough for God's glory yet. Mm. Yeah. When everything is set right. And, and I'm, I am so not even remotely close to being able to to speak on this with any amount of of um religious authority um oh, me either but, but just the understanding of of that, my limited uh, yeah you know reading that is that he has to redo heaven because it's not even good enough for his glory yeah yet. and then you can get into the things of um interpretation or translation um in regard to heavens and 
earth like you know, they're talking about like you know what does that mean but i mean the, there's a new heaven and a new earth and to me that's the that is the culmination of god's completeness um of him of jesus returning yeah to earth and establishing this new reality mm-hmm. um and so, yeah, and so even heaven itself will be different. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not li- saying it's not a place of perfection, because if God's present... It is. It is. But it... But he can still make it new. Yeah. And... <laughs> I don't... Yeah. And I'm a literal person until someone goes, no, dummy, that's figurative. <laughs> so... Well, right. Um, so but, until someone smarter than me tells me that's not literal, I go, it's yeah, literal. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's... it's. I mean, there will be some kind of a newness, because obviously there's a restoration occurring. Yeah. So whatever that looks like, I don't know. But. And I guess the best way I've always like, you know, you try to you read things and you try to create images in your brain of of what you're trying to understand. Mm-hmm. And for me, this one has always been like uh, the new earth and the new heaven. The almost the blindness that we have of like everything spiritual going on around us. Mm-hmm. That veil is gone, and you can j- and like everything is just like crossing, and then. <sighs> Yeah, you know, that's just kind of what I see. Like, you look up and you're like looking into heaven directly, and then you can see angels coming and going, and you, mm. you know, yeah, yeah, and it's seventy three degrees and <laughs> no humidity. And I'm not getting bit by mosquitoes in February. And you're not allergic to grass. And I don't have gout. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, then that's really all I had for today's episode. I know it's kind of a shorter one, um, but I just, I didn't, I wanted to cover that, um, but we didn't really have the time, and uh, and it's just, it's it's so, um, uh, it, it's not that it doesn't have foundation and, and stuff to it. I mean, there's a lot there, um, but yeah, I just didn't have time to get to it on Sunday, so mm-hmm. I wanted to share that in today's episode. Yeah. So. Um, what, anything else we want to touch on before we sign off on on this mm. on one sixteen in the one sixty seven? Well, we uh, we got Journey Weekend coming up, so we do, we do. Uh, End we of February, thirty fifth through eighth graders signed up. And yeah. if you're looking to get plugged in and you want to help, middle school is the worst time in a human being's <laughs> life. Help them. I just want to hear like a Sarah McLaughlin song like I, playing in the background. You, you too can help a, a seventh grader in the get their head out of their butt. <laughs> no, but for real, Journey Weekend is uh, a fantastic weekend where the kids might come hang out, come to hang out with their friends, but they're going to get the 101 on Christianity and mm-hmm. they're going to come out on the other side a lot more knowledgeable and a lot more um, uh, uh, spiritually intelligent. Yeah, that, I, would, I would like to hope so. Term? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone is going to We have walk. IQs and EQs. We should have an SQ, like a yeah. spiritual quotient like yeah. for how, how smart we are. Because I, care- I was careful to say that they're not, I didn't want to say they're going to walk out saved. But I, but they are going to walk out knowing a yeah, lot more yeah. about yeah um, Jesus for sure. I so, mean, and there's and, of course and, there's and that's the important that's that's important for me to mm-hmm, for, that distinction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and of course there's there's many of those students who've already professed Christ, mm-hmm. um, but then there'll, there'll be some that that have not, and and then there'll be some who are like, wow, I 
I've now I'm I'm a year older. I'm three years older. I'm five years older than when I made this decision for Jesus, and I understand more. And so I see the need for me to commit myself more. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's there'll be students that will want to be baptized. Yep. There'll be some that will want to be immersed because yep. maybe they were uh, uh, had a a, a a christening uh, sprinkled as a baby, and they mm-hmm. they want to experience the immersion that that Jesus experienced. You know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there'll be some that are like, Hey, I want to, I want to partner in ministry with this church. Like I'm, I want to do, I mean, like my mom and dad have, but I want to do this as an individual, you know, on my own. I want to make that, that distinction, Yes. you know? So there's just a lot of things and, but we're not doing this for, we're not doing this for, uh, you know, ministry partners, you nope. know, a, a, a membership thing. It's not a drive. Um, and we're not even doing it so that students will go, I need to be baptized. Now, the hope is that some will desire that because they see the importance of it. But really, this is about giving foundational, scriptural um, tools to our students and letting them live this out, talk this out, and all that. So um, I'm just really, I, it's going to be a good good weekend for our students. So. Mm-hmm. And. But saying that, we also need uh, volunteers. So if you're interested in helping out with that weekend... We need some food. Yep. Uh, contact Kristen at Kristen at theporchcc.com. That's right. Uh, Kristen, if you don't know how she spells her name, it's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how many emails end up going out to a Kristen she probably, instead of a Kristen. It, it probably helps block a lot of like unwarranted, unwanted yeah, emails. Yeah. If you really know her, you'll know her email address. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's coming up. That's going to be good. Um, our high school students are going to go on their winter retreat, going skiing this weekend. Going skiing. So they'll have, um, which is a really great, I mean, yeah, they get to go skiing, but mm-hmm. it is a great relational time. Um, mm-hmm. And they really coalesce. Um, coalesce. Know, they talk about, they, we've talked about like um, gathering and uh-huh. being together yeah. and just gelling. Mm-hmm. It's you know? really where yeah. they gel for. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Justin has it set up in a great way, and I don't know if he inherited it this way or he, him and Allison developed it, but uh, Jesus' life really kickstarts the fall semester, and mm-hmm. the ski trip really kicks off the um, mm-hmm. spring semester, and then mission trip keeps it going during the summer. Yep, yep. So I don't know if they inherited it that way, but it, it really seems to work for our group and, and mm-hmm. keep the momentum going and, and uh, keep God at the focus of it as opposed to just fun events yeah because for sure all the events are fun but that but they intentionally keep it god focused through all aspects mm-hmm. of it. that's right that's very true very true well um hey listeners thanks for being a part of today and um and just plugging along with us and we look forward to talking to you guys soon we have a um we'll, we'll have a couple more weeks of this series in romans we have a guest speaker on february 19th yeah we do i'm very much looking forward to being here um he if you were here for uh my ordination this Mm -hmm. summer in july then you had the privilege of hearing briefly from the reverend dr randy faulkner um and he will be sharing the message in our roman series on february 19th and i'm very much looking forward to that because he is a wonderful man of god um, an encourager to me, a spiritual father to me. Um, and I know that our people will be blessed because mm-hmm. he is 
really, really smart <laughs> and, and a wonderful preacher. So, so yeah, that'll be cool. Um, hey, thanks for being with us. We look forward to seeing you this Sunday and talking to you soon. Josh, thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.